Come on in, guys. Let's talk about season 42 of Survivor. My name is Rod Morgan. I'm your host, and with me is my co-host in life and my co-host on this our Survivor Recap Podcast, the Mrs. Morgan Eno. Hello. Here, we recap last week's episode just ahead of tonight's episode to get you ready to outwit, outlast, and outplay in 15 minutes or less, or a few minutes over 15 minutes, but that's my fault. I can get a little verbose at times. But, so not get verbose, let's go to the Mrs. Morgan Eno, Kate. <laughs> To give us the quick and dirty recap of last week's episode. Okay, so we had Survivor episode 10, Tell a Good Lie, Not a Stupid Lie. I'm not sure if anybody said that during the episode. Was it a quote? It was Omar, and we're going to talk oh. quite a bit about Omar. It was one of the times when he was in confessional talking about the many moves he was making. He was the one who said it. Okay, so not much discussion to our surprise as both tribes returned from a pretty brutal tribal council the previous episode. They just kind of roll in and... They don't really say anything about it, and that's that. I, I thought that to myself, and then I wondered, how do you bring something like that up, right? Like, I guess it seems to me that, like, unless somebody's really, really hot about Tribal Council, nobody else is trying to bring up old old wounds on Survivor. And then with the contentiousness and the tricky subject to race, I guess, how to bring it up, but I was a bit surprised myself. Yep, so that didn't happen, and we go into Day 18 Reward Challenge, which is for hot pizza and cold beer at the Sanctuary, where they will also spend the night. Now, let me just, I guess I need to interject something else here, Mrs. Morganino, and thank you for allowing me this moment to mention it here. We spent quite a bit of camera time sending much love to eating good in the neighborhood folks, Applebee's. All right. Jeff gave us a podcast type read during the middle of a challenge. We got descriptions of their new menu items. The players talked about the different qualities they had as they were eating them. And here you have hot pizza and cold beer, and that's all we're told about them. We don't have Domino's. We don't have Pizza Hut. We don't have something better. We don't have Coors Light. We don't have Broken Skull Lager from Stone Cold Steve Austin. What are we doing here, Survivor? Let's do more sponsors. Make that money. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised there was no sponsor, especially with the pizza. That's an easy one. I mean, like, Domino's is paying us to eat their pizza now. So, <laughs> so like, I can't believe that they just couldn't, like, come up with the money to be the sponsor. So, anyway, challenge. Consists of maneuvering uh, a sandbag on a pole through this obstacle course, throwing it, landing it on a small platform. Lindsay wins this reward and chooses Omar and Mike to go with her. So this leaves Jonathan, Marianne, Drea, Hi, and Romeo back at camp. So we pretty much quickly move into, after a little bit of the reward challenge, well, the reward that they received. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But at the immunity challenge, the, contest the contestants must stand on this wooden perch and balance a, bow a ball on a bow, you know, that whole thing. And they have the balance beam that they are on gets smaller as they go down. There's different time increments that are there to hold the ball on the bow up and down and keep it in the middle. It's a rather difficult challenge. You see a couple people go out early. You see a couple people make it a decent amount of time. And then ultimately we get down to the challenge beast himself, Jonathan and Lindsay, who go mano a mano quite often. Yeah, where they're balancing something. I mean, like, this is something we've seen in a few other challenges. But, yeah, they're, it always seems to come down to Jonathan and Lindsay lately. And Lindsay actually wins. So um, it's her second individual challenge win in a row. Um, and I think it's more than deserving. She's usually right up there. Prior to Tribal Council, the consensus is to vote out high. 
Omar then makes moves to vote out Jonathan instead. Lindsay says at Tribal that that tonight vote is going to be designed to even the playing field, which sends shivers up and down the spine of Jonathan. He thinks it is for him, but High ultimately is the player who is sent home because everybody worries more about his gameplay and social activities. And quite frankly, he's getting a little big for his britches, and we'll touch on that as we uh, as we talk about our people a little bit later. But that's the quick and dirty recap. But I will give this to High. He claps and cheers and handles it quite graciously and says that had he had to get voted off Survivor, he would have wished it was a blindside just like that. So kudos to High for going out gracefully. Yes, yes, I agree. Now, a lot of the things that got High to this place we didn't talk about in the quick and dirty recap. We were saving it for twists and turns. So the first one that we wanted to just kind of address is that the rain. It was so brutal. Our dog fella has to let you know there. It's brutal. It's taking them all to the edge. They are exhausted. They are hungry. They are cold. No good. But so... <laughs> listen, we told you it was not good weather. We apologize for fella here. He's gonna he's gonna wrap up in just a second. But the brutal rain has survivor players probably colder and more shivering than we have ever seen them before. I mean, I've watched forty one other seasons of Survivor. People seem to be on edge, and I really think that that has people getting on one another's nerves, and we see a lot of different folks swaying in the wind, going back and forth on each other as we talk about the twists and turns here. Okay, so first we have Omar, who is making lots of moves in this episode. So the first and the biggest being that he makes up a story about Hi telling him he thought Mike was his puppet. So he's telling Mike, hey, Hi told me that, that you're his puppet, that you'll do anything he wants, and Mike gets really upset by this. So Omar really, really screws high with this one. Um, seeing as how high had been so honest with Mike and like very forthright with Mike about Roxroy in the previous episode. And so this lie is really the reason I think that high is ultimately sent home. Yeah, I really do. Cause I think that there was a chance that it might've been Jonathan. Some people were going to try to convince themselves that this was their chance to get him off. You got to get the challenge beast when he doesn't have the immunity necklace around his neck, but high just, I, I, I wonder what he what high talks about here is that he was trying to get Jonathan to not play his shot in the dark. Do you think this is something more players are doing with other players? Do you think this comes up more often with that shot in the dark possibility and this is just the first time the producers have chosen to talk to us about it or do you think this just speaks to the craziness of high? I think it speaks to the craziness of high more than anything else and maybe the rest of them aren't as strategic of a player as high was and i think you know he was really really blindsided by this but I, this speaks more to him i think than the rest of the trimates Lindsay also as we go along throughout the episode lets it be known that her alliance with jonathan might be crumbling a tad bit one of the people she chooses to confide this in is of course our guy omar who i've talked about i still will contend that omar is stretching himself a little bit too thin and i think it's also possible that omar may be getting himself the villain end it these days we'll talk a little bit more about that but she shares the same with high and omar that she's ready to get off jonathan and i think that that ultimately is is a real is a fulcrum for this episode as well right because then i think that that gets both high and omar feeling awfully powerful about their own positions and jonathan being able to be the pawn to make their stuff happen yeah and so like you said high said he's been purposefully dissuading players who are about to be sent home from playing their shot in the dark tries this with Jonathan doesn't work on Jonathan they realize uh it's not gonna go but our and our people 
Hi is also happy in the beginning of this episode that he has Mike's loyalty. I just want to mention this because Mike was not as confident about voting out Roxroy and he tells this to Omar and Omar totally uses this to his, his advantage by lying to Mike about Hi, which then brings Mike closer to Omar and severs Mike's relationship with Hi. It's just all very intricate and, and sort of sad. And Omar, I just didn't see you being this kind of player. Yeah, Omar reveals to us at one point that he can make Romeo do whatever he wants to, and Omar is definitely going back and forth with Lindsay, trying to play her. And so last week I asked, if would it be possible for one of our people to become the villain? And uh, Omar, welcome to the villain edit, my friend. I mean, when you are going to openly lie to numerous contestants and then completely own it in your confessional and basically laugh about the fact that you lied to these contestants. All while wearing that shirt. That yes. fucking shirt. Like, all while wearing that shirt. I mean, in all sincerity, right? It does look a bit like a costume, so it fits into the supervillain type like deal. You were just lying in all sincerity while wearing that shirt and then laughing. Yeah, that's if that's not <laughs> villain edit stuff, I don't know what is. Yes. But at the reward... Lindsay, Omer, and Mike were shown photos and videos of their loved ones, right? This is a survivor staple. We kind of wondered if we were going to get any of that this time around. And with it still being shot during the pandemic time, clearly just the videos were all they could do. Yeah. And so Mike was extremely grateful to Lindsay for this. And he breaks down in tears and true, genuine Mike fa fashion makes us love him even more. Um, one other thing that's important to note about our people is that Lindsay was very, very close to finding the individual like immunity inches. idol. I'm talking yeah. she rubbed her hand like right underneath the idol on the tree that it was in. Crazy stuff. Because we have at least one of the individual immunity idols back in play as a result of Drea and Marianne using theirs at the last tribal council. But Marianne actually ends up finding it. And she vows this time to camera, I am keeping this a secret. I am not telling anyone about this. So we'll see if she holds true to that. Marianne made a analogy as well in the tribal council that I did not shout out or tell the Mrs. Morgan you know about to put in the notes. But she made a Jenga analogy that I was like, man, that's a really good analogy. Like you're explaining it really, really fast and really convolutedly and crazily the way that Marianne always is prone to do and get on my nerves. But it was a great analogy. And her finding that immunity idol and actually keeping it quiet this time, I got to give Marianne kudos here at our people this week. I really have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm curious to see what she's going to do. She laid lower than what she has in the past this episode. Maybe it's because her confidence is boosted with the idol, but I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes. And then the last person we have to mention is <laughs> Romeo, who has no idea what is going on. Um, and he's the only other person, aside from High, to vote for Jonathan at the Tribal Council. He just he has no idea what's going on. It's the second time this year that Romeo's been just left completely clueless at a vote and like just made a vote that just makes absolutely no sense. You know what I mean? Like I don't even remember Romeo saying he when he was talking to Omer. I guess he did tell Omer that he was going to vote for High, but then how did Jonathan come about? So that makes me wonder what happened here, right? We talked about Omer, the mastermind, the supervillain. Was he? sniffing out that there wasn't going to be enough groundswell for his ultimate plan to get out Jonathan? Or did he try to get Jonathan out and just realize he didn't have as much power as he thinks? Mrs. Morgan, you know your hypothesis. I think that he knows that he can wait on Jonathan as the result of Lindsay saying she's willing to vote him off at some point. 
and that the more strategic move with Mike as fired up as what he got him was to go ahead and get rid of High right now. That's what I think was at play. I think he could have actually gotten everybody to switch to Jonathan if he would have tried hard enough, but he just, I think, decided it wasn't in his best interest. Who do you think is playing a more dangerous game right now? Is it somebody like Mike who is probably a bit too trusting in people who are willing to tell him things, or is it Omer who is just completely and outwardly lying? Who do you think is playing a more dangerous game based on all of your survivor knowledge? Oh, that's tough. That's a really good question. I, a part of a, a, the bigger part of me wants to say, oh, Omar's playing the more dangerous game, but it's probably Mike. It probably is. <laughs> it's probably Mike because when people get this far in the game and they are at their core, like we said earlier, cold, hungry, wet, angry depressed all of those things like they have no empathy for the people who they really do like as a person but don't want to go any farther within the game and i think it's probably mike well tonight will really help tell the tale of a lot of that stuff we got a pretty cool preview of next time on survivor which of course is legendary to all of us survivor fans at this point we see where i believe it was mike and omar doing a little bit of talk about final four right the first time that we've heard somebody mention those elusive words that was in the preview and then the legend the emmy winner our guy jeff probes drops a bomb on us mrs morgan you know what does he tell us he tells us that there is a quote dangerous twist in the next challenge so lord knows what that could be but what i can promise you is that we will be back next week to talk all about what happened with the dangerous twist We'll be here for you on the Morgan You Know Podcast Network. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to James Jamriska for producing. And most importantly of all, thank you to the wonderful Mrs. Morgan You Know for taking great notes and being a great co-host. <laughs> and thank you all for dealing with our dog, some fumbles and words. This was not our finest podcast. And I'm just happy to say that to see who's actually listening. That's right. This is a little nugget for those of you holding on till the very end. We appreciate you. We feel you <laughs> we and we do. appreciate you. We do. Thank you so much. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>